and I showed him this report, and he was very impressed, very pleased with, with what his gift had accomplished. And so I'm sitting there in his office, and he goes, uh, he goes, okay, Kevin, so last time you were in here, you were brave enough to ask for a specific amount. Would you like to do that again? <laughs> Welcome back to One Visit Away with your host, Kevin Fitzpatrick. This show focuses on true stories of philanthropy in order to understand what it takes to succeed in major gift fundraising. Listen to these stories, and you'll realize you're just one visit away from a transformational experience for your benefactors and your organization. So in this week's episode, again, this is a solo Kevin Fitzpatrick episode. I wound up with a couple weeks in a row with it just me. Had some issues getting uh, calendars to align, finding guests, but... Uh, I'm excited to tell you all, I have about the next five guests lined up already. Uh, next week, you're going to hear from Ellen Rossini, who many of you may know. Uh, if not, you'll hear more about her next week, but she had a long career with the Catholic pro-life community here in Dallas. Uh, she was then at the University of Dallas, my alma mater, and is now a consultant with MAP, Mission Advancement Professionals, and I'm uh, big fans of their work, and so I'm very excited to have Ellen on the show and have you all hear from her next week. This week, you're going to hear about uh, someone I work with at Heroic Media, one of our benefactors who I call Bill in this episode. And in this episode, you're going to learn about why referrals are so important and how to ask for them effectively, why you should always ask for a specific number when you're asking for a gift, how serving your benefactors determines how long a visit should last, why you need to know how to follow up effectively, and why you need to focus on the items on your to-do list that will actually lead to revenue for your organization. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a uh, one of my. It's a story I go back to frequently because it helps a lot of my clients in knowing how to handle particular relationships with specific benefactors, and I think you'll enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening. So another thing I wanted to share with you guys, this is the 10th episode of One Visit Away, if you don't include the bonus episode we had. This is episode number 10, and we are, if you're listening to this now, we've probably surpassed 1,000 downloads uh, for the show, which I know isn't a crazy number, but for just starting this up a couple months ago, uh, it's, a, it's a number I'm excited about to see that many of you are enjoying this and getting value out of it and sharing it with other development professionals and so i'm glad you're enjoying it if you are finding value in this show please go ahead and i know i ask for this every time at the end of the show but i'm putting it here in the front this time go to apple podcasts and leave a rating and a review if you leave a rating and review it dramatically increases the exposure that this show gets and more people are going to find out about it and the show is going to grow that way so if you could leave a rating and review in apple podcasts i greatly appreciate it also, share it with any other development professionals you know, or just anyone who works at a nonprofit. I can guarantee you, if you know somebody who works at a nonprofit, they want to raise more money. And this is a way that can help them. Also, it's pretty neat to see that One Visit Away has been downloaded in, I think, six countries now and four continents. Uh, so that's pretty cool. So thank you all so much for listening, and I'm glad you're enjoying the show. In this week's episode, I'm going to tell you about a... Uh, someone I worked with, I'm going to call him Bill in this episode. Again, this is, uh, I'm anonymizing everything. This one happens to occur in another city. I'm just going to say it was Chicago, even though it was not, just to uh, protect everyone's identity and make sure 
I am being, uh, keeping all of our benefactors' information completely anonymous. Uh, but anyway, I was heading up to Chicago, and one of the strategies I use when I'm traveling to a city is I reach out to people that I've worked with um, for a long time who were very supportive of Heroic Media. I'll just send them an email and say, hey, I'm heading up to Chicago. Who are some people you know that you think would be supportive of Heroic Media? And I've found that strategy to be very effective. And so one of the people I reached out to is uh, someone here in Dallas, and he happened to live in Chicago for several years before moving to Dallas. And uh, he gave me a list of like seven people, which was amazing. And I reached out to all of them. Only one of them was able to see me on this trip up to Chicago. And this guy's name was Bill. And so uh, I get the visit scheduled with Bill, and then I'm, I'm looking up some stuff about him, and I realize he went to the same high school that I did in New Orleans. He and I both went to Jesuit in New Orleans. And uh, so, so because of that, I was super excited to meet him. I don't, I'm not sure I'd met anyone yet in my career who went to the same high school as me, especially since it was in another city. Uh, it was just neat that we both happened to go to the same high school. Obviously, he was quite a bit older than me, but I was looking forward to meeting him. So I get to his office, and he's in this really nice office, this huge building uh, on one of the top floors, and get there and go in to meet him, and just right away, you can tell this guy is no nonsense. He does not want to spend a lot of time chatting. You know, I tell him how we both went to the same high school, and he was amused, uh, briefly but he wanted to he wanted to move on he was a really busy guy he had a lot to do and he didn't want to sit around and talk with me for an hour and so we just get right down to business he's like okay so tell me about what you do at heroic media tell him what we do and after about five minutes of me being in the conference room at his office he goes all right i'm in i'm gonna send you some money thanks for coming by kevin now Earlier in my career, and I would wager most development people, if they get told something like, I'm going to send you some money, thanks for coming by, they'd go, okay, uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Bill, um, we really appreciate it, and then you leave. You can't do that. You have to always get down to a specific number. Uh, and so, so when he told me that, I said, Wow, Bill, well, thank you so much. I actually had a specific ask in mind. Would it be all right if I shared that with you right now? And he said, well, of course, Kevin. And so I told him, you know, we're working on this project, and uh, this is what we're trying to accomplish, and so I'd like you to prayerfully consider a gift of $10,000 to Heroic Media. And he said, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll consider it. And... Uh, and he told me some, something he said made me ask this next question. But he said something like, man, and I, uh, because you asked me for that, it's, it's going to be more than I was thinking. And so I said, Bill, I'm just curious, uh, because a lot of times development people are worried they're going to offend people by asking too much or too soon or something like that. Did I offend you in any way when after you and I have known each other for about five minutes now, asked you for a $10,000 gift? And he said, no, of course not, Kevin. He said, in fact, 
it's increased my respect for you because it made me realize how serious you are about the work of heroic media. It wasn't enough for you to just know, hey, I'm going to send you some money and that's it. You, you really cared enough to ask me for something significant. And so uh, that first time he wound up, he was originally probably planning on giving like 500 or 1,000 or something, but he wound up giving 2,500 that time. And since then, since I've known him, he's given close to $25,000 to Heroic Media. But uh, there, there's several things I can comment on. The Well, the first thing is, <laughs> this was just really funny. The When I went to see him the second time, so he gave his gift. We created an impact report for him. I went back to show it to him, and I showed him this report, and he was very impressed, very pleased with, with what his gift had accomplished. And so I'm sitting there in his office, and he goes, uh, he goes, okay, Kevin, so last time you were in here, you were brave enough to ask for a specific amount. Would you like to do that again? <laughs> and so, of course, I did. Um, I asked him for that 10000 again, and that time he, he went up to 5000 um, But it, it took some time to get him up there eventually. But I just thought it was – it's uh, – Anytime you can get to that point where you're you're laughing with your benefactors, especially when it comes around comes down to money, I think is a is a wonderful thing. Uh, you never want it to be the scary, intimidating topic that neither of you wants to discuss. Um, and it was funny on that visit. I actually I made a point of looking at my my clock when I went in and when I left. And the second visit I had with him, where we went through the impact report. He told me that comment about how last time I was brave enough to ask for a gift, then I asked him for the gift, then I left, and the entire thing was seven minutes. And so that's something I'm going to comment on. Uh, again, everything we do, we do for the benefactor. When we go in for a visit, we are not there to accomplish what we want to accomplish. We're there to serve them. And so sometimes you're going to meet with people, and they want to meet for five hours, <laughs> Like literally, sometimes you'll spend five hours with somebody or you might spend, you might have some planned out weekend with them. Other times you're going to meet with somebody and they, they've got five minutes and that's all they can, that's all they can give you. And that's fine. Don't try to, don't try to make the visit what you want it to be. Uh, make it around them. And so if somebody, if somebody's really blunt and straight to the point and doesn't have a lot of time, it's okay to just ask quickly and just get it out there. And so that's something I definitely recommend. Uh, oh, this is another really funny thing. This is why referrals are so key. So I never would have met this guy if, it, if I wouldn't have asked for that referral. And the thing that was so funny about this one is it was probably after, it was probably after the first visit with this guy. Towards the end, he said, oh, by the way, uh, you know, Steve, who introduced us, I I thought it was kind of funny that, you know, he told you to reach out to me because I I don't even really know him. I We might have met like once, but we're not friends or anything like that. And so I thought that was so funny because uh, th this is the key. This is why referrals are so key. This proves that you don't even have to know the person who's giving the referral. The benefactor doesn't even need to know them extremely well. They just need to have some level of respect for them. And it gives you a reason to reach out to him and just lets him know you're not some total random stranger off the street. 
Um, I mean, this happened through an email. I just used this guy's name and I got the visit scheduled. And really referrals, it's just giving you the giving you a reason to reach out and just a little bit of credibility. That's all it takes is that, you know, that's the difference versus you just finding their name somewhere and randomly emailing them with no humans in common, uh, which almost never, ever works. So find somebody that knows someone, even if it's a distant relationship, and that'll help you tremendously in getting the visit scheduled. Now, let me go back to, so I asked this guy for 10000 Whenever somebody says something like, okay, I'll send you some money, you have to get to a specific number. If you don't get to a specific number, it's probably either never going to happen or it's going to be a much smaller amount. Like I've said before, almost never do people give at their capacity unless you ask them for it. It's just the case. I mean, we recently, an organization asked Laura and I for a gift, and it was for a specific amount. And if they wouldn't have made it a specific amount, we wouldn't have given as much as we did. That's just how it works. Um And so always get to a specific amount. I've found it super uh, helpful and effective. If someone kind of cuts you off like that, they get to the ask before they they cut you off and they say something like, okay, I'm going to send some money in. Asking for permission to ask them for a specific gift is super helpful. So like what I did in that situation, you know, I had a specific ask in mind. Would it be all right if I shared that with you? Well, of course, Kevin. Once you get somebody's permission, you know you're, you've got the green light. Uh, and people almost never say no to that kind of thing. Here's the last thing. Before I left his office on that first visit, and before I leave everyone's office when I've asked them for a gift, I always ask them, and when would be a good time for me to follow up with you? I know I've probably said this before on the podcast, but you have to ask, and when would be a good time for me to follow up with you? Don't say, can I follow up with you in one week? Don't say, I'm going to follow up with you in two weeks. Especially don't say nothing. You want to ask them, when would be a good time for me to follow up with you? Because then they have to think about it, and they're going to tell you, this is a time that's good for you to follow up with me. And if I'm telling Kevin that I'm going to, that he's going to follow up with me in a week, then I know I need to get my answer ready by that time. And Because if you don't do that, you ask somebody for a gift, or let's just say if I did everything in wrong in this scenario. I go in, he says, all right, I'll send you some money, and I just say thank you. Then we leave. Now no one has any clue what the expectations are or timelines. I don't know how much he's thinking. He might not know how much he's thinking. I don't know when he's going to give it. I don't know when to follow up with him. And it just leads to this state of confusion that's horrible for everyone. You've got to ask. And when would be a good time for me to follow up with you? If you haven't noticed, I've said the phrase, and when would be a good time for me to follow up with you? Because I have noticed that this is the most difficult thing for major gift fundraisers to remember. Uh, you've kind of done the, the thing you were there to do, ask them for the big gift. You you know, are all worried about that, and you get it done. But then you never ask them, and when would be a good time for me to follow up with you? And it just it just ruins the whole thing because now it's just this state of confusion. It can go on forever. You're uncomfortable about calling them. You don't know if it's too soon, if it's too late. It's just, it's just one of the biggest errors we can make. So again, make sure you ask, and when would be a good time for me to follow up with you? And then once you do that, 
put it in your calendar and actually do it. Like, <laughs> I think it's so funny. There's so many little tasks we can all get caught up on. And, oh, there's the this event I have to go to. And there's this conference call. And there's the weekly mailing. And I have no idea. There's a thousand different things you could do. But when you've got it on your calendar, follow up with Bill. Follow up with Bill. Like, forget about everything else. It does, I'm, just, I'm just telling you. This is how it is. It doesn't matter if you... Uh, don't get your report in to your boss on time if you're not closing gifts, okay? Like, who cares that your report of your weekly activity or your expense report is in on time if you're not closing gifts? I'm not saying don't do those things, but make the number one priority closing gifts and raising money. All that other stuff you can do at 2 in the morning on a Friday night, uh, if you really have to get it done. But our tendency is do all the tasks, do all the easy things uh, that have nothing to do with rejection, and then we get to, oh, well, I didn't have time to follow up with them. I didn't have time to call to schedule the visits. You've got to make those things the number one priority, or you're never going to be successful. That is my story for this week. Uh, Bill, I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks so much for listening, and look forward to talking to you all next week. That was a Kevin Fitzpatrick solo episode of One Visit Away. If you found this episode valuable, please subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to stay up to date on the show, you can like One Visit Away on Facebook or connect with me, Kevin Fitzpatrick, on LinkedIn. If you really want to help the show grow, please personally share this episode with other development professionals. I hope you enjoyed this episode and are inspired to schedule more visits. After all, you're just one visit away from a seven-minute conversation that could lead to tens of thousands of dollars of giving to your organization over time.